Are you ready for the word of the Lord this morning? It's going to be accelerated. I'm going to be talking fast again. Fast for me anyway. Uh, we will start in first chapter, first chapter of John. First chapter of John, first verse. I feel like this morning we need to go back to a little bit of basic, some, some basic, a little bit of basic training here. In the beginning was the Word, capital W, was the Word. We're saying in the beginning was, was God. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to translate, in fact, I'm going to change that a little bit this morning. In the beginning was Jesus. Are you okay with that? In the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God. I'm, I'm putting Jesus, interjecting Jesus where you see Word, capital W. And Jesus was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. All things. Everybody say all things. Were made through him. Without him, nothing was made that was made in him, in Jesus. Now I'm going to switch to Jesus, that him to Jesus, capital H. In Jesus was life. The life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. We're going to say, I'm going to say John the Baptist here, whose name was John the Baptist. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light with a capital L now, speaking specifically and directly of Jesus. He is the light. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through all, through him, through him, the light, might believe. He, John the Baptist, was not that light, was not Jesus, but was sent to bear witness, was sent to testify of that light, Jesus. That was the true light, Jesus the true light, which gives light to every man who comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. Man, can you think of the frustration of Jesus right here, just for a second? All things were made through him. The world was made through him, created through him. He came to that world that he created and that did not know him or recognize him. Have you ever really thought about it that way? He created it. All things that were made were created through him. He created this world. He came down to this world, sent from the Father. Uh, another thing that I, I think is so so interesting and so cool in John. When we, when we study John, it's like, you know, the other Gospels talk about how Jesus was born, the baby Jesus. Well, John just gets right to business here. He came. This was the purpose that he came for. This is how he, uh, here he is. That the true light, which gives light to every man who comes into the world, he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. It's like, I, right there, I was just thinking of something. I, when, I was, when I was studying this, reading over this, a, a, a story came to mind, an experience that I had, which was an incredibly frustrating experience. I have some rental properties scattered around, and, and, and there was a lady that rented a 
property from me, and I, I went through a really brief time where I was between management managers in my in my rentals, and I had a little bit of time that I had to do it myself. And this lady had given me some uh, excuses why she was not able to pay rent, and she said she had cancer. And it's like, oh, I was just talking to her by phone. I didn't rent the property to her, so I didn't really even know exactly what she looks like. I had seen her one time or a picture or something, but she was living in a, in a rental, and, and she talked about cancer and chemotherapy and the stuff that she was having to go through. And I had extreme compassion on this lady, so I ended up cutting her rent in half. Then it came to a point where I wasn't receiving any rent. So I started trying to call her, and, and no answer. She wouldn't answer the phone. So I went over one day, and I knocked on the door. I knew roughly what she looked like. She was fairly small in stature. And, and somebody came to the door of that property that I was like, oh, I'll just call her Mary. I said, is Mary here? And they said, Mary who? I said, Mary, the lady that rents this place. And they go, we rent this place. It's like, uh, no, I mean the lady that rented from me, the lady that lives here. It's like, we don't know any Mary. It's like, and who are you? I said, I'm the landlord. They said, no, you're not the landlord. We rented this place from another individual, and I was like, yes, I am. I own this place. I worked, I bought it, I, I've remodeled it, I, I've done a lot of, you know, I, I created this rental right here. And you're trying to tell me that I don't own it. Who, who are you? I was like, okay. My name is Lynn Hardy and I own this place. He said, well, Lynn Hardy, let me show you my rental agreement. It's like, I'm kind of stunned right here. I was I had never experienced anything like this. I was just completely shocked. It's just like and so I ended up having finally telling a little bit of, you know, well this person used was my manager before and they go, "Oh yeah, I know him." "Oh, you're uh, Oh, he worked for So finally, I got them convinced that I was the owner. This was my property. But what a weird feeling to end up knocking on the door to finding out. It's like, who are you? No. Here, here's who. Uh, here's who we rent from. Here's our landlord. It's like, no, I, I own this. It's like Jesus created all of this, came down to this with a very specific purpose to save the world from sin, to reconcile those that were lost back to their father, and they completely rejected him. <laughs> it's like, ah, ah. But we go, we go, as many as received him, to them he gave the right, listen to this, he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. Realize that we have been given the right to become children of God. Everybody say, that's my right. And it's my choice. Even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Those who are born of God 
we have to be born naturally, and then we have to be reborn of God. Right? Yeah, yeah. The re- reborn, re- the, the rebirth of God. I was, I was processing this, and I was, I was thinking about this, you know, that we have that opportunity for that, for, for that, for, to receive that. Jesus came, and he gave us that opportunity. And when the angel appeared to Mary, when we go back and look in, in one of the other Gospels, and the angel appeared to Mary, and he said, you have been chosen of God, and this is what he wants for you. He wants you to raise up this son. You have been chosen. And she said, let it be unto me. I say, we have been given that opportunity. The word has been spread. The seeds have been spread. Words as seeds. We've been given that opportunity. You've been chosen of God. You can have a rebirth as the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit hovered over Mary and the seed was supernaturally planted in Mary, that Jesus was raised up in her, we have that same opportunity to end up having Jesus in us supernaturally, not naturally, but supernaturally planted. It's like, do you want Jesus inside you? Let it be unto me. I want to receive. I want to be a son of God. I choose to be one of his children. And that's how it is. Jesus living in me. That sound a little bit crazy? Let it be unto me. Let it be unto me. That's what I want. I want Jesus living inside me. As Mary said, let it be unto me. I say, let it be unto me. Together, I think we should, let it be unto me. And, 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 and then, it's like we, we have that, that promised gift of the Holy Spirit. That promised gift of the Holy Spirit. Say, let it be unto me. Let it be unto me. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of Him and cried out, saying, This is He of whom I said, he who comes after me is preferred before me, and for he was before me. This is he, Jesus. He's testifying, this is him. That's the guy. I can identify him. It's like, thank goodness there was somebody that knew me, that they knew, that we had in common, that I got to take ownership of my own, of my own rental and convince these people. It's just, John the Baptist said, yeah, that's him. That's him. This was he whom I said, he who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. How confusing would that be to somebody? It's like, what? What? Before you? He came after, but he was before, and he's younger than you. How, how does all of that work? And of his fullness, we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, say, the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father has declared him. 
So Jesus was here on earth, yet he was in the bosom of the Father. I'm in the Father, the Father's in me. We're in Jesus, he's in us. All right. I want to turn now to John 8, 8th chapter of John, 32nd verse. Some of the declarations that, that Jesus started making as he was making himself known, trying to establish to the people around him and that religious community and to all that he was able to speak to just who he really was. He says, You will know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. He says also, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So he is what? Truth. He is the way, the truth, the life. Our life is wrapped up in Jesus. If we believe in him, if we trust him, we submit ourselves. Our life is wrapped up in Jesus. Him in us, us in him. You shall know the truth. Who's the truth? He says, I am the truth. So who is the truth? Jesus is the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Who shall make you free? And his truth. I want to move on to John 14.6. We're just going to be mostly in John today. That's the one that I already said. I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And as he's speaking to religious leaders, he said, If you'd known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, from now on, you know him and have seen him. Why? Because you've seen me, Jesus and the Father. I want to go now to John 3. 16. We'll be reading 16 through 21. John 3, 16 through 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God not did, did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but through him the world might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light." It's pretty amazing what we're seeing in our world today. I was saying just a couple of weeks ago up here that there is a line being drawn between darkness and light, and the darkness is getting darker, leaving the opportunity for the light to get brighter. 
This is the condemnation. The light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. So we love the light. <laughs> I want to turn, I, I, I want to establish who Jesus is. He is the way, the only way to the Father. He, the light of the world. And I want us to go to John. Now, that was the Gospel of John. Now we're going to go to the Epistles of John. 1 John 3, 1. First John 3, 1. Come on, get there, Lynn, get there. It's there. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Those who believe in Him, those who love Him, have the option and the opportunity to choose to be children of God. We just talked about that in the very opening. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. We are in this world, but not of this world. And the world does not understand or recognize who we are when we are children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. So we absorb that just for a second. The world doesn't know us. If we're so comfortable in the world that everybody in the world knows us and we fit just very well and very comfortably into that, are we really being his kids? When it says, therefore the world does not know us because it didn't know him. It's like, ah, just something to definitely ponder right there. Uh, as we keep reading... I want to go to 3, 10, and 11. Yeah, I think we're going to skip to 10 and 11. You can read all of the rest of that yourself. It's, it's quite poignant and powerful. But in this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. I'm going to back up to 9. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin. The seed of God is in him, and he cannot sin, because he's born of God. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. I just want to make this statement. See, we have this the option. Joshua talks about, choose this day whom you will serve. We have the option of being somebody's kid. You want to be God's kid or you want to be the devil's kid? It's kind of a scary thought, but I believe the line is very clearly being drawn in the sand. It's like the kingdom of God or the realm of darkness. Where are you going to serve? In this, 
in this, in their behavior, whether they're living in, practicing sin, or practicing righteousness. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Like, you will know them by their fruit, by their actions, by what they do and what they say. Y'all with me? Everybody still... Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. Wow. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all that you are and all that you have, and love your neighbor as yourself. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Verse 11. I want to go back now to trying to do, uh, do some rapid fire here. Back to John, uh, book of John, uh, verse, uh, chapter 16, John 16, chapter 16, verses 13 through 15. Jesus speaking to his disciples, apostles, I still have many things to say to you, but you can't bear all of them right now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, whose truth? Jesus is truth. He is the way, the truth. When the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Everybody say, all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. So he is speaking not only on, not on his own authority, but he's speaking what he hears from Jesus. He will be revealing Jesus. He points to Jesus. He does not speak his own truth, but he speaks the truth. He speaks Jesus. He teaches Jesus. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, Jesus, God. Therefore, I said to you, he will take of mine and declare it to you. In a little while, you're not going to see me anymore, because I'm going to go and I'm going to be with the Father. Again, a little while and you won't see me. And again, in a little while, you will see me again because I go to the Father. I want to fast forward to Proverbs 4.23. And then we're going to just talk for a little bit. Keep your heart with a diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Some translations say guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Uh, and I really believe that some of it is guard your heart. Guard your heart. Protect your heart with all diligence. And I ended up having a, just a little kind of a vision thing that I ended up sharing with the staff meeting on Tuesday, then I had lunch with a friend on Wednesday where we got to talk about some of that, and then I had an early morning coffee with 6.30 coffee with another friend from the church on uh, 
Wednesday morning, again, we ended up talking about this. And I really feel like when we talk about guard our heart, guard your heart, there that Lord gave me four words and on, a, on, a, on a parallel line like a teeter-totter. It's like on this side, on the, on the left side, were truth and justice. On the right side, humility and love. So truth, justice, humility, and love. And like a teeter-totter, the fulcrum in the middle, it's like compassion. Truth, justice, humility, love, teetering on, compassion. It's kind of an interesting picture, huh? But when we're led by the Holy Spirit, it's so incredibly important that we submit our will to God so that we can be led by the Holy Spirit. Because here, here, here is what I saw and I've seen. It's like, imagine this again. Well, that I'm standing on something like a teeter-totter here and there's truth, justice on my left-hand side. Because the Word says, you will be seated with Him in heavenly places. Revelation, he said, to those who overcome as I overcame, you, know, you can come on in and sit at my right hand as I sit at my Father's right hand. I think, okay. So it makes really good sense that, that, that truth and justice would be on my left hand because if, if, if I'm going to be seated with Him in heavenly places and looking from a perspective of sitting in heavenly places with Him and he seated me on his right, then my left hand would be what would be holding hands with him as we co-labor. Right? So it's like, oh, okay. Truth, justice. Because he says, I am the truth. I am the way. And justice is one of the things that he came here for, to destroy the works of the devil, to promote justice, true justice, on the earth. It's like, okay, I'm sitting, I'm sitting at his right, his strong right hand. You know, that, that it talks about God's strong right hand. Is my right arm too short? Has my hand been weakened? It's like, no, no, no. We get to sit at the right hand of Jesus, sitting in heavenly places, looking down from that perspective, but then we're walking it out right here on earth. We're walking it out down here. Now, if, uh, if, 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 if truth and justice are on my left hand and I am walking, trying, to, trying to, to balance, to keep a balance in humility and love on my right hand, the things that I do, my strong right hand, that, you know... Lord directed me a long, long time ago that when I'm praying, if I'm praying for somebody, my left hand is what I always lift up and my right hand is what I lay on people. It's like that just came from Him. And I didn't even realize until this revelation, it's like, oh, 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 wow. That so makes sense. So makes sense. This is my doing hand, my strong hand. This is, the, this is my weak hand and my weakness He's made strong. It's like, okay, all right. So I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on with this hand, looking at the, the, the two 
two things on this hand being truth and justice, truth and justice, but truth and justice have to then be administered by me in humility and in love out this hand. It's like, oh, oh, oh. So there's such a balance. And as we walk, it's like when we're going to be led by the Spirit, I'm going to be led by the Spirit, I have to get above my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions. I have to submit them to God and say, lead me into all truth by your Holy Spirit. Now, I can be looking at compassion because without compassion, we're not going to be showing love or there's not going to be humility. And I think, okay, humility, what, what humility. Tell me a little more about humility, Lord. What, you know, I, I feel like I'm humble. I feel like I'm humble. You know, tell me more. I said, well, one of the things is it's preferring others to yourself. It's not all about you, Lynn. It's not all about you or you or you. It's like, okay. That, and the word says that we love one another, and it says we prefer one another to our own needs. It's like, oh, to walk in true humility is going to be to, to, to look at someone and say, my primary goal is going to be to call the gold out of them. Not to be offended by them, but to call the gold out. It's like, oh, this is what he's been through. This is what she's been through. First, I need to seek to understand, then be understood. It's like, okay. Because it's not about me, and it's not about this little circle. It's about what I can do to help somebody else succeed. And I don't, I don't mean just mean succeed in business. I mean succeed in life. Succeed to the point of achieving eternal life. Point them to Jesus. Point them to Jesus. But if I hear something that somebody makes me really angry, irritates me, makes me really mad, I have to submit that. <laughs> and I have to look at that situation through the eyes of Jesus walking down the, uh, the straight line of compassion, and I have to deal with that through my right hand, which is my actions, my action hand, in humility and love. This makes sense this morning? It's like, okay, I, I see it. So I, had, I drew a little stick man after I saw this. I drew a little stick man on something like a teeter-totter. Now, if we're if this is like a plane or a plank that, you know, that, that we're walking on or that we're standing on as we're walking through life, if I lean too far this way, it's like justice is going to be done. I, you know, there is truth in this situation, and this truth, which is my truth, needs to be dealt with, needs to be done, and I've leaned too far one way towards justice and truth, and I am not administering from my right hand of humility and love, so I'm out of balance, and I am not walking the very Christian walk right now. This all make sense? So how incredibly important it is in these days when we see the injustices that are taking place, we look around us and we see injustice here and injustice here and we see stolen elections and we see, you know, 
oh, I'm going to take care. I'm, we need to fix it. We, we're, I, it's like, okay, wait a minute. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then I will hear their prayers and heal their land. Ephesians 4, chapter 4, verse 27. Twenty six and twenty seven. As we walk this line of compassion, because he says, if you see somebody that needs a drink of water and you give them a drink of water in my name, truth, justice, love, humility, then you have given it unto me. So there are things that we need to do and accomplish. Because we're walking a line of compassion and we see compassion. But we can be, I'm going to go here just for a second. Through our gifts, our gift, if we have a gift of compassion and a gift of mercy, we can be drawn way off track from where we're supposed to be walking and we're not led by the Spirit. We're just following the desire that we have a desire of our flesh that comes in our thoughts, our feelings, and our emotions. Like, oh, poor guy. Man, he, he's there. And it's like, oh, man, it really doesn't matter that, 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 that he's you know, taking drugs. And if I give him $20 or $50, it's just going to be to go for more drugs. So what I need to do is be walking that line of compassion, but calling on Holy Spirit and obedient to be turned to the right. If he says, turn to the right, to the left. If he says, turn to the left. And if he says, you know, pass that one by, that's, that's not where you are to go right now. It's like, we still walk that line of compassion, but being led by the Holy Spirit rather than following we could even say the desires of our flesh because our thoughts, our feelings, and our emotions will drag us off. Make sense? Led by the Spirit, not by our feelings. By the Spirit, not by our feelings. Okay, back to this. Ephesians 4, 26, 27 says, Be angry, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Now, there's righteous indignation, there's anger. Jesus says we can be angry, but we better be angry looking at where truth and justice really lies and be angry through humility and love if we're going to administer, if we're going to speak to that anger, we better be speaking to that anger through that right hand of love and humility says, don't even give a foothold, depending on which translation you're listening to, don't even give a foothold to the devil. It's like, if don't, don't let the sun go down on your anger and give a foothold to the devil. If we let the sun go down on our anger, it's like, okay, he's got his foot in the door, the door is open, and we're leaving ourselves open to all kinds of demonic activity that can end up happening in our lives if we allow that anger to turn into a root of bitterness that can grow up and defile many. Yeah. 
So it is so incredibly important that we deal with our anger and that we be quick to forgive. Humility and love. Humility and love. Truth, justice, holding on to the hand of Jesus. Humility, love. Okay, I want to close at one minute after 12. In Colossians 3, chapter 3, verse 11, beginning at verse 11. Verse 10 says, We've put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created according to the image of Jesus who created us. Um, We've put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of Jesus who created us. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. He's our everything. He's our everything. He created everything. He is everything to us. Our life is in Him. He is our life. Therefore, number 12, everybody say, therefore, as the elect of God, who's the elect of God? We are. We are. We are saints of the Most High the elect of God. We've chosen to be his children. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies. (laughs) Tender mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, patience, long-suffering, patience, patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. So what do we need to be so quick to do? Forgive our brothers and sisters. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Another scripture that says, love covers a multitude of sin. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. What do we say? It's so important that we guard our hearts. Guarding our hearts by letting the peace of God rule there. To which also you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So we stand together. Father, let's just put our hands out to receive. Father, we just, I, I just thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your kindness. I thank you for truth and for justice. And I pray, Lord, that you would, that you would help us to be humble servants of yours and that you would bathe us in your love so we will feel it, know it, understand it, and be able to share it. 
I just pray that each one that's got their hands out, that's got their hands raised up, that you would just pour your peace and love out on right now, that each one of us could just have a big old dose, a big dose of your love, of your kindness, of your goodness, and of your peace right now, that peace that passes understanding, that guards our hearts and our minds. I just pray for that peace. I say, Holy Spirit, come, settle on your people, settle on your people, fill them with your peace, 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 peace. Peace, peace. I just thank you for the presence, your presence that we get to feel right now, that I feel right now. I pray that everyone will feel and experience your presence, your love. And again, I just say peace. Fill them with more peace. Fill them with more peace. We love you. We praise you. We receive your love, your peace and any direction that you have for us right now. And we just give you thanks and praise. Come before you with thankful hearts. We love you. We praise you. We bless your holy name. And together we just said, Amen. Amen. Lord bless you. Keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and give you his peace.